I just love home services as a franchise business, as a business in general. Nothing's recession proof, but people always need to fix their homes. If your roof's leaking, it doesn't really matter what the stock market's doing today. You got to fix the problem. And thanks again for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your podcast host. Uh, today, we're going to welcome in one of our franchise partners uh, to talk about their brand. Uh, today's featured franchise is part of the home service category we refer to as enhance. Uh, so it is going into a home or a business and it is enhancing things clever, right? I'm going in making something better. Um, This particular franchise has a big ticket project-based opportunity. It has a lower level investment, minimal overhead, but yet the ability to grow into a seven-figure revenue business. So before we get to this amazing, uh, amazing franchise opportunity, let's do a quick reminder of who we are. Francoach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals like yourself interested in owning a franchise. We're partnered with well over 600 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 70 industries. Um, Our number one goal is to help you get properly educated on franchise ownership to determine if this is the path for you. If so, we're gonna help you then find your absolute best fit. So that is a little bit about us. Now let's bring in our guest. All right, so that's a bit about us. Now let's get to the good stuff. And our guest uh, joining us today is the president of our featured franchise, which is Five Star Bath Solutions, Mr. Dean Hartley. Dean, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Tim. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, excited to uh, to chat with you. I uh, got a bunch of questions, so uh, buckle up there on the hot seat in uh, lovely uh, lovely Michigan today and. Want to hear all about uh, certainly five star bath solutions, and I'm not super smart, but I think I'm going to have at least a decent idea what kind of services five star bath solutions provides. But I want to hear all about that. But first, franchising is about people, and I always like to get to know our guests and and their journey into franchising. So tell us a little bit about kind of kind of Dean and how the heck did you get into this crazy world to begin with. Uh, it was a pretty interesting journey. Uh, back when I got out of college, I was a financial planner, actually. And uh, it just, the work environment really wasn't for me. And next thing you know, I'm the uh, I'm in the bathroom space. And this is all the way back 25 years ago uh, that I got into that and really liked it. Uh, moved on in my career to actually manufacturing these products and was the VP of sales and marketing for uh, what was back then a startup manufacturer. And it just so happened to be located in Utah, where our corporate offices are. And that's when I met uh, Five Star Franchising. And uh, they asked me to come aboard and uh, be the uh, president of of this emerging brand. It was the only thing in Bath I hadn't done. I've installed them. <laughs> I've done the books. I've, I've done the marketing, the sales, and swept the floors. But I hadn't done franchising yet. And now I'm going back about 10 years ago uh, where I started working with uh, with franchising and absolutely loved it. So uh, ever since then, I've kind of focused on, focused on new franchisees. 
Uh, and one of which is yourself too, right? So you're not, you know, you're 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 not only the president, you're also an owner, right? Um, mm -hmm. As 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 well. So that's got to be kind of fun for you to be uh, be, on, be on both sides of that, right? Yeah, it's uh, interesting how that happened. Uh, usually, uh, you would see that when uh, somebody's a franchise first, franchisee first, and then might become uh, the president of a brand. And I actually did it the reverse. I started with uh, with Five Star in 2014, and around 2000, end of 2016, I made the decision that I want to open up some places here and make sure that every single part of our structure is proven, not just whiteboarded, before we put it out to franchisees. Right. So we live it, we test it, we uh uh you know go through every single process here you know really boots on the ground as opposed to it sounds good in theory and then of course we release the things that work to the group and the things that don't work we throw in the trash can and no one ever knows about it <laughs> so we've been doing that since 17 we uh actually have grown michigan to be the largest franchise in the group and uh, the it's really worked out well uh, because we're always given the best tools, the best advice, uh, especially from sales and marketing. I mean, that changes all the time and it saves our franchisees some uh, some money and some and some time when they're when they're starting up. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. That's that's it's not just you're not you're not just talking about how great it is. You're actually actually li living and breathing it as well. So um, very cool. So it speaks highly of of, of the brand and, and what you what you think of it. Um, talk a little bit about obviously this is bath related, right? Again, I'm not super smart, but five star bath uh, solutions. But there's a lot of different things that go into this. So talk maybe just from a consumer standpoint. Uh, I'm guessing this is largely homeowners, but who is that customer and, and what are the different things that you guys are able to do for them? Uh, certainly, we're about 90% homeowners. You know, we're a, a B2C type of business. A few of our locations will come across some commercial work every once in a while, but it's not something we focus on because in our space, that is its own specialty, uh, dealing with hotels and apartment complexes and things like that. Uh, so we're primarily homeowner focused and uh, we we market ourselves as the trusted specialist in the bath space that's primarily going to focus on the shower area, uh, which is you know basically the largest fixture in your in your bathroom. Uh, so uh, we have we've curated a pretty, uh, a, a, a narrow, but uh, let's say kind of a perfect list of products that we know work for our customers, work for our installers and our production team, which is also important. You don't want products that are going to be difficult to install, even if you can't right. sell them, because that leads to frustration. Uh, and hit the price point that our homeowners are are, are looking looking to pay. Uh, everything revolves around a no-hassle, kind of easy, straightforward process from start to finish. And I believe that there are many, many, many people out there who can look at their bathroom every morning, look at especially at that shower area, and know that there's something wrong. Right. You know, uh, and that that something could be anything from looks 
we can obviously solve that. Function, maybe it's not working properly. Or safety, maybe it's not working properly for them. Right. And uh, they, they, they know they have this problem, but they don't know where to turn, you know? And where we come in is from start to finish, you know, from a one to two hour design session where we can go over everything with the with the customer and point them in the right direction if maybe our services aren't best for them. Uh, but normally uh, we can find something that's going to fit their needs, solve their problem, uh, make it easy to uh, select uh, the products. There's just so many out there. That's why we curate that list and give them a two the penny price quote, guarantee that price. We're not going to have surprises at the end like a lot of people are worried about when you're dealing with a contractor with upcharges and, oh, I didn't charge it for this and that, uh, then handle all the organization of getting that product in and then sending a service, uh, a qualified certified installer to the home. Uh, our showers are put in in about one to two days. So we're not uh, disrupting the house uh, too much, which is important to a lot of our homeowners as well. And then fit that all into a package that uh, is in that price point that uh, our our customers enjoy. Nice. And I'm, and I'm guessing you've got with, with the array of products, you've got the ability to kind of almost like good, better, best somebody on, on what that, what, what their price point is. Would that be, is that, is that fairly accurate? It's exactly what we do. I, once we identify the needs, once we do a thorough inspection of their area to see what's, you know, there's what you think as a homeowner is wrong and then let an expert find out what's really wrong. Right. Uh, we'll put together uh, a few different packages that's going to fit different price points. Uh, and and then the customer can decide kind of their quality versus value uh, and uh, and be able to make an educated decision. Okay, nice. So I'm, these are and a friend of mine years ago did like kind of bragged about, oh, we did this bathroom remodel and it was like one hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Right. So like, I know not everyone is that, but, it, but these, these can be some really big ticket items and, and kind of projects for, for your owners. Correct. Yeah. People don't really realize how much bathroom remodeling costs. It's actually the most expensive uh, room in your house to remodel per square foot because it's a small room, but it has all of the same attributes of a kitchen. Really? You have cabinetry, you have flooring, you have uh plumbing, you have electrical, you have a lot of stuff going on in there. Right. It's tough for traditional remodelers to do this because you can't have two and three trades in there at a time. I mean, it's generally a five by seven space or right. six by eight <laughs> space. Uh, and, and because of that, I, you know, when you think bathroom remodeling, you generally hear the term traditionally kitchen and bath right. because uh, they're going to, and they're going to be primarily focused on kitchens. Right. Kitchens are going to be easier for a traditional contractor to handle. And the bath space uh, is something they'll take every once in a while. Uh, you know, we do a lot of research on what's going on in the industry. And the national average right now of what a traditional bathroom costs to remodel uh, on its most basic level is going to be around twenty-seven or $28,000. Oh, wow. If you put it in the, in the middle is going to be your... Uh, handicap accessible or ADA approved, like a universal type bathroom. And that's in the forty dollars to $50,000 range. And then an upscale bathroom is around $87,000 right now. Oh and those numbers are probably a little shocking. <laughs> you know, you just wouldn't <laughs> think that. Right. Where we come into play is 
the the most intimidating part of that bathroom is going to be the shower. If you think about it, it's the largest appliance in your house. Right. You know, kind of like a dishwasher. It's a people washer. Right. It needs to look good, needs to be functional, and it's the only appliance that's hand-built. So you really need a specialist in that particular part of the space. A lot of our homeowners can hire a handyman or even do it themselves on replacing a toilet or replacing a vanity, right. painting their walls, that kind of stuff. But when it, when you when you turn around and look at that bathtub shower kind of area, now it's where do I start? Right. And uh, because we can do just that part of the bathroom with limited disruption to your home, give you a lifetime warranty on some amazing products that are easy to clean, easy to maintain, give people who need that uh, 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 from a safety perspective, say a lower profile threshold instead of getting their legs over top of a tub every day, right. well-placed grab bars, well-placed faucets. And we can do that in the 10 to $13,000 range. We can save our customers a lot of money as well. Uh, instead of having a three week long process that uh, uh, ends up costing a fortune. That's awesome. And I, you kind of threw me off as I didn't realize what those averages were. So that was even a little higher than, than <laughs> what I thought for, for that. Hey everyone, I want to take a moment to spotlight an exciting offer from our partners at Reshift Media. Reshift Media's brand amplifier is an award-winning digital marketing platform designed to fit the specific needs of franchise organizations. The dashboard allows national and local teams to quickly and easily manage social content and digital advertising across dozens, hundreds, even thousands of locations. The brand amplifier will use automation and machine learning to help franchise systems save time and dramatically improve their digital marketing performance. When a campaign is activated, the brand amplifier automatically geotargets advertising to potential customers around each store and will insert local information such as city, neighborhood, or pricing, which will increase both relevance and performance. Launching a campaign takes less than five minutes. It's just that easy. And franchise companies that use the brand amplifier routinely see a 500% or more increase in digital performance. That's amazing, folks, over 500% increase. And best of all, the brand amplifier team is currently offering a 50% off for a limited time. So be sure to visit brandamplifier.io to lock in that deal today and tell them Frank Coach sent you. Hey everyone, I wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at Entrepreneur. If you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership, and guys, let's be honest, you're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. And I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. So so that's a great overview of kind of 
why the focus on Bath and and what what the potential is there. But so now let's get to the owner, right? And so, um, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to make make a you know relatively educated assumption here. You're not finding owners that are in there doing the work all day every day. So, and I know there can be a little bit of a wide range with this, but walk us through kind of maybe. like a, a day in a life for an owner. So the people that are listening and go like, okay, well, geez, that's, those are big ticket items. That sounds intriguing, but what the heck am I doing all day? Cause as you know, there's really nothing more important as an owner of finding, finding that right fit of, of what you're doing, who you're talking to every day. So maybe give us a little bit of an overview of what, what that can look like for someone. Uh, you are right. Uh, most of our, although we have a few franchisees that come from a construction background and and just wanted to do it on their own, that is, you know, two percent of our of our uh, franchisee base. Uh, most of our franchisees are professionals. Uh, worked at the bank, worked in corporate America. Wanted to change, wanted to own their own thing, but didn't want to reinvent the wheel. Wanted to follow a process. and uh, end up getting into this space because of the lack of competition compared to other home service type places, the lower investment uh, than having to have a brick and mortar, uh, you know, half a million dollar build out to open a sandwich shop, okay? Uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, they're, uh, they're gonna go a couple of routes. One of the benefits of our type of business is from one base, Uh, you can service a pretty large territory. So unlike a restaurant concept, let's say, where every time you want to open up five miles away, you need to build another building. You, I service here two and a half, three hours from one location uh, so we can horizontally grow. Right. And most locations will hire a technician, you know, somebody with a trades background who's not an owner, Uh, they'll send them to our training facility to get used to, we're not teaching people how to read tape measures here. We're teaching them how to deal with some of the specialty products that we use that they may not have seen in the past. Uh, uh, so they're going to either take a sales route. We do have owners that will, will actually be the salesperson of a location. Uh, and I love that, uh, someone who wants to deal with customers, wants to run our sales process. It's very trainable. Uh, it takes a couple of weeks, but uh, uh, if you focus, uh, there's no reason why somebody cannot be a salesperson in this business. If they're looking for something a little bit more hands-off, uh, then they would hire a salesperson or even better, like a selling sales manager. Right. And that sales manager would grow the team from one salesperson to two, Uh, but that's a little bit down the line. You have to, you got to walk before you run. Uh, right. So during the day, they're going to maybe focus on being project manager. Uh, project manager does not assume that you know the ins and outs on how to install a bathroom. It's an organizational role. You right. are just making sure expectations are set right with the customer. You're ordering product. You're facilitating the schedule. You are making sure the product is organized in your little warehouse or storage facility. Uh They'll all wear a marketing manager hat uh, running our marketing playbook, which uh, this is not, I always stress this, this isn't door-to-door -door network cold calling right. marketing. Uh, in in our field, uh, the one-day bath industry or no-hassle bath industry is, is big enough that uh, with a lot of our lead sources, we are verticals in other marketing companies, uh, 
uh, structure. So we can purchase leads, you know, on a per lead basis and then execute on them instead of having to, you know, go network at the BNI group trying to hustle business. Uh, so the, the marketing is pretty straightforward on being able to generate enough leads. Uh, there's a process, of course, of execution to make sure that lead becomes an appointment, that appointment becomes a, 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 a demonstration that leads to a close and some KPIs that we watch to to uh, uh, manage that. And then after they sell, there's a production process. So that owner will generally find themselves in the production uh, management side or on the uh, uh, sales side, running a team or doing it themselves, whichever they choose. Gotcha. But we got we can we can be pretty flexible in where an owner wants to be because there's a lot of uh, it's just really a matter of how much volume you want to do. The more volume, the more gross gross profit there is to afford more people on the team to do those jobs for you. Right, and I always think it's the it's kind of like you know. Hey, which which of those roles sounds sounds better to you, right? I, I want to be the one out talking to people. Well, great. Then maybe you hire somebody on a production side, or 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 vice or vice versa, right? And so, um, so that's good. And then, from an ownership standpoint, are are you guys open to an owner being semi absentee at the start? Sure. Uh, that would be the model of uh, when I was saying selling selling sales manager and a production manager. I. If someone's going to be semi-absentee, I would suggest they take the time in the first few months to understand the system. Whether or not you're going to do a job or not does not preclude you from understanding what the job is, how it needs to be done so that you can, from a high level, manage your team. All right. And in that model, uh, it there might be a, a little bit longer runway to get to the profitability that you want to be because you're going to have to grow that top line to afford these people to do the work for you. Right. Uh, but uh, as long as you have enough territory and enough population, there's no reason you cannot do that. And then that owner's focus would now be on PL, watching KPIs, having a weekly meeting with sales leader, production leader, right. and, and, and just making sure that the, that the boat, that the boat stays floating the way you want it in the direction you right. want. So setting the vision, uh, I think they would still be marketing manager at that point. That's not a intensive job, especially in the smaller volumes. Um, we, uh, uh, I don't want to say they're set it and forget it, but it's not a daily task of having to change budgets with lead sources. These are right. things that you set for a quarter or right. a couple of months. No, I love it. And so I, the, I, and you said this, but I think it's really key with semi absentee is like, just because your role is part time, the business is still trucking along full time, you've got to get the people in place. And and yes, that might make break even a little bit longer. But the point of being semi absentee is because you got another job or another business somewhere along the way, right, that's, you know, feed, feeding you basically and keeping your roof over your head. So it allows you to keep that going and, and build that up. So um, I love that that that's an option for for folks with you guys. Um, you mentioned kind of like a warehouse storage unit. What do we need as far as like stuff? Do we need a place? Do we have we kind of got an idea of the staff? Do we need vehicles? What does that look like for somebody starting out? It's it's actually pretty low. Uh, you know when you when you start this business business off, 
my first goal generally is I would like to get to a million dollars a year. It's a nice round number. Okay. Right. And to our average job at about 12,000 uh, to $13,000, it roughly comes out to about two projects a week. This isn't a lot of material to do two showers a week. So uh, when I started in 2017, I used my own garage. I uh, happened to have enough space and <laughs> there was no problem with me using my own garage. Uh, some people do not have that luxury. They might use a small month to month kind of storage facility in the beginning, you know, your typical U-Haul kind of place. Right. Uh, <clears throat> even a small building though at a thousand square foot, which that could get you to five or six or seven jobs a week, actually. Uh, we just don't need a ton of space. Um, I, isn't that much money. Rent is so low on my priority list and from a P&L perspective yeah. that I'm never worried about somebody making the decision to get a building a couple of weeks or a couple of months before they think they need it. So this is a, a decision made by looking at the vision, looking at where we want to get, getting to that first plateau, uh, and and then uh, you know just making a decision on whether or not it's the right time to get a building. Some people get it right out of the gate. If your plan is to get to one point five two million, you know a thousand dollars a month is not <laughs> right. <laughs> right, <laughs> nothing. Not when not when marketing and sales commission. These are the big expenses. Right. Uh, yep. You know, so uh, it's it's a low priority item item to me. Um, uh, so, uh, you don't have to worry about buying a building. I mean, if we were in another industry, you think food, you could have a $5,000 a month, uh, lease expenditure, you know, yeah. completely different in our type of a business. Uh, when it comes to other assets, uh, it's not essential to purchase a bunch of trucks right out of the gate. Normally the people we find to install these, uh, kind of come self-equipped with, some sort of a uh, truck or uh, van tools. Uh, so I always uh, tell franchisees that wait until we find out who the installer is going to be to before we decide what we may need to purchase to get him going. Right. And and it because it could be anything from a a van to a truck to a trailer, which are you know massively different price to zero to nothing. Right. <laughs> you know that could right. be the fourth option. So plan on the possibility of needing to get one of those three. And it is, of course, in our uh, item 19 for that, but uh, not item 19, uh, seven. So, but, uh, you know, you may not have to get anything. Right. Yeah. So always, always plan, plan for more and then be happy when you when you need to spend less. Right. Um, for, for that, which and again, I think that's part of the just franchise model in general is like kind of almost like overestimating how much money you need. So you've got, you've got more, so you don't cheap out on things like, Oh, I don't know, marketing or, or hiring people right off the bat. So. Um, and that's the trick of this business right there. What is what you said is understanding funny enough out of 168 locations owned by 60 or seven, about 75 owners right now, most people own uh, two to three, even you know three and a half type locations production which is normally the thing that people are worried about when they get into a bathroom business you know i don't know how to install a bathroom how am i going to do that right production is my least frequent call 
when someone's having a problem. All right. We tend to figure it out. It's pretty straightforward. We get the right uh, tradesmen. We pay them very, very well. And uh, we set them up for success because the right people generally are good at working with their hands. Right. But they're not going to go out and start their own business because that's a whole different animal. Right. They don't know how to do that. They just want to do the work. They don't want to. Mm -hmm. Yep. Give, so, give them the work, take care of them, and, and it, it'll be a very, it, it can be a very, very loyal person for your business. Yeah, we, uh, uh, I mean, it's very rare that I lose an installer here. You know, right. we give them a good life and, uh, you know, uh, we don't over expect and we do what we say we're going to do from an organizational perspective. Organization is the key. Now, on the sales and marketing side, though, that's a little bit more, I, I mean, it's, I, find it very scientific, but this is what people would describe as a little bit more of an art, right. you know, a little bit more uh, nebulous because you don't know exactly what to do like you do in production and not skimping in, in, uh, on sales and marketing is exactly the key to this type of a business. Now we have a plan. We have a playbook. I can generate leads very quickly. We have an executable system. We have a very detailed sales presentation and process to bring a cut to walk a customer down the path so that the end result is this sounds like a logical decision. I hope I can afford it. Right. And and that is that requires no building, <laughs> that right. requires no truck. That yep. just recalls it requires dedication to learning a slightly new, you know, learning a new process. Like right. riding a bike. Once you figure it out, it's an amazing job for the right people, that yep. sales position. And sometimes we sometimes I gotta go through, you know, two or three salespeople here before I find the right person. But once you find them, you know, you're in you're you're really in good shape. Yeah. And 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 again, as you mentioned, that you're gonna have some owners that are like, no, no, that's that's me. I want to be out there. Like, and and if you're I think just in general, as you said, kind of learning, if you're afraid to learn something new, then you need to keep your job and not be in franchising, right? Like, yeah. it's just, you have to kind of want that excitement of this is new. And then it's like, do you know, like, can you get out and connect? Can you build a, build a small team? Can you come into my home and help me figure out, man, my bathroom sucks, fix it, right? And kind of create that, that, des- that design, bring it, bring it to life and, and then make, and then make it happen. Like you don't know how to need to know how to do that. That's why we have, <laughs> that's why we have the franchise system in place. Right. So, um, super that's very cool. important. What you say there about just franchising in general, or, you know, starting a business, I, uh, you know, if you're not ready to learn something, dedicate yourself to it and understand that we can't run the business for you. And it's not just me. It doesn't matter what franchise it is. Right. We can't physically come in there and do the work. And you have to, as as someone looking to get into this business, you have to realize that there's some hard work in the beginning. Right. You know, you're learning something new. You're learning a new process. And anybody on your team, you know, has to look to you for some of these answers. Now, the nice thing is you can look to me. Right. <laughs> so, right. You, you know, I'll get right back to you. And you can make a phone call and then you can give them the answer. But you do have to dedicate. And in that uh, executive model that you described, you're right. You would be doing an executive model because I'm keeping a job to pay my bills. Right. All right. Or I'm going to work myself out of that job and I'm going to take one of these positions in the beginning. 
so that the business can pay me as opposed to paying the person. But you can't have both. You can't have, I'm not (laughs) going to do anything in this business and I'm going to keep my job because I bought a a franchise. I'm going to sit behind a big desk with a, with a cigar every day. That's not how it works. Right. So, uh, I, but, but wait, D, but wait, D, you're not going to just like make, make it rain thousand other bills. And I, I like, I actually have to do something as a franchise owner. Oh my goodness. Or have a really, really big bank account so that you can afford <laughs> to have so many people on your team that you can wait three or four years <laughs> to, to make it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, no, it is. And that, I think that's the beauty of when you think of the service things and, and this is a high quality, uh, f- focused, big ticket, um, but it is, it is a low level investment that's, there's very little overhead, uh, from that standpoint, you got a small staff, right? Um, you, you got a lot of positives with this. Plus you've got a franchise that's been around for a long time with great backing and support. So the, the X factor in all of success is always that franchise owner, right? You've got to find, you got to find the right system for you, but basically at that point, don't, don't screw it up. Right. But, um, so super cool. The last thing I want to throw at you, Dean, and thank you so much for all of your time and talking about this. So there's probably a million things, ways you could answer this question. But if if there was one other thing that you wanted folks to know about Five Star Bass Solutions, uh, before we let you go today, what, what might that be? Uh, I, I might talk about home services in general. If I was going to get into a, uh, I just love home services as a franchise business, as a business in general. Yeah, uh, it is. I, nothing's recession proof, but people always need to fix their homes uh, and certain items in your home. I mean, if your roof's leaking, it doesn't really matter what the stock market's <laughs> right. doing today. You got to fix right. the problem. If right. you can't get into your bathroom, you can't get into your shower. You have to fix this problem. So uh, we tend to be, you know, we even out a little bit more compared to like designer products that are just wants, you know, when, right. when, when times are, are, uh, uh, tough. So that's nice. And home service in general is just like that. I mean, people consider their homes, their largest investment and, and we're a particular industry that I'm not worried about AI, AI taking my job anytime soon. Right. Uh, if, if, if Amazon could figure this out, it's a $450 billion industry. They would have, they would have got into it by now. Right. It's just something that's always going to be I mean, for the foreseeable future, face to face with a customer, uh, and 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 it's not going away. So yep. uh, I feel pretty protected in this space for quite a while. Uh, it's generally a profitable space because the this is not something you can look up online and with a UPC code and see how much it is. Right. So we're not a commodity. We build our value with the homeowner and, through that sales process. And because of that, we're able to keep our prices, you know, where they need to be to hit our margins. Uh, because of that, our employees, you know, especially the salespeople and the uh, installers, they make good livings. So this isn't a $15 an hour employee that I have to replace every week. It might take me a little bit more time up front to find them, right. but people who are making a hundred or 150,000 a year don't quit their job unexpectedly because right. <laughs> all the time. So right. they tend to stick with us a long time. So from those perspectives, I just think home services in general is, is great. 
Uh, it's a great space to be in. And uh, at least with us, uh, one of the differences with uh, Five Star Bath is not only myself as a franchise owner, everybody on my team, I will not bring people on my corporate team unless they've done the job in this local office. All right. You, you don't get a job with me because you had franchising experience. I don't care. You need to have actual experience working with our customers, our systems, uh, you know, how we do things before I'm going to allow you to teach a franchisee how to do something. So uh, I'm very committed to making sure our franchisees get the best support that we possibly can. And uh, because quite honestly, that's why I'm doing this. I like seeing people succeed. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> right. that, that if I didn't, I could, just, I could just run my locations and be fine. I, I, I really <laughs> like people uh, uh, succeeding, which that definition of success is, is, is different for everyone. Uh, you know, might be fishing on the weekends. It might be growing a, a, a tremendously large territory. Either way, I can find a pathway that you can, you can follow, find your dream with our type of a model. I love, I love, I love, and I love the, your comment on success. Cause it, like people ask that, like, well, you don't want to know if their owners are successful. That's relative, right? Cause I'm sure in, in, in your system, no different than others. Some of your happiest owners probably aren't the top producers, but they're hitting their goals, making the money they want, the time they're spending, and and again for you as that franchisor, if you get happy franchisees, you've you've done you've done your job uh, as as the franchisor. So I'll, just I'll leave you with a quick story, uh, and I'm not going to say where this franchisee is from, but a particular franchisee came up to me at conference, and nowadays he's been in this for about two years, so he doesn't call me as much anymore as he did in the beginning. Right. And he came up and shook my hand and just said, Dean, I want to tell you that I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. And he's not up at the top. He's not a top five. This is a $1 million place. Right. But because he's the salesperson, he has no employees. He has one installer, a little storage shed. He's very good and organized with those materials. So he's not wasting any money. And because of the lower volume, you know, when you're dealing with lower volumes, you can take advantage of the riper leads on the tree, let's say right. your Google right. SEO kind of things. So, you know, he's like, I get to take my daughter to school. I do my job for a little bit. I pick my uh, uh, pick them up at the end of the day. I have dinner. I do a little bit of work. This is so much better than the engineering job I had before. Yeah. And, you know, shook my hand and said, I wish more people just learned how to sell their own stuff uh, is what he was telling me. And I'm like, well, you should coach them, you know, keep telling them to do that. But uh, I, you know, it's just a, a, it was, it was a real good feel good moment for me Yeah, because I went great. Uh, you, you, you ran the system and you got exactly what you wanted out of this, which was more money. You, you do have a job. I mean, he, he, right. in a sense, bought a job but he bought right. one that he likes. Right. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a job. We all have one. Right. But if you're going to have one, you might as well have one you like doing. And, well, and one at the end of the day, he can sell, right? Like you, don't, you that engineering yeah. job he had, he didn't get to sell to the next person when he, when he left. Yeah. It's just, He, he it's can done, certainly so. sell this to somebody now and uh, go on and do something else if he wants, continue doing it. Right. Uh, uh, but keeping it small and profitable is great. And we have a plan for that. You want it, I mean, large and profitable works too. Uh, it all depends on who you are.
Right. No, I love it. Um, Dean, thank you seriously so much for coming on today and, and, and chatting with us. It's been fun to learn. Absolutely, Tim. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And as always, I want to thank our loyal podcast listeners for tuning in again today. Um, please, as always, follow us uh, social media. We're everywhere. Fran Coach and Franchising 101 Podcast. Don't forget, if you like to do this thing called Read Franchising News, has uh, tons of great articles on there for you to take a look at as well. Um, I also do want to promote, uh, excited to be back uh, next uh, Wednesday March the 6th, 3 Eastern, live, not taping it and recording, live with our good pals over at Entrepreneur. We've got another amazing topic um, to, to talk about. Uh, I really want to talk about one of the main reasons people become a franchise owner. Uh, so look forward to that. Join us there. It's, it's live. Throw a ch get a chance to throw some questions at me. Um, be gentle when you do, folks. Um, and then lastly, Francoach.net, franchising101podcast.net, always.net. That's how you reach us. There's never any fee for our service. So when you're ready to actually learn a little bit more, see if this might be for you, we're here for you. Uh, so reach out and let us help you create your batter tomorrow. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll talk with you next week.